You're listening to the Screaming Pods Network. Creepy kids, creepy kitties, and scary sisters. Jamie, yeah. let's go watch Pet Cemetery. Welcome to another episode of Good Times Great Movies. We're an 80s movie podcast. Every other week we watch a movie from the 80s and we talk about it. And it's October, so we talk about horror movies. And scary we're doing like ones. A, <laughs> yep. Sometimes <laughs> scary ones, sometimes not. Uh, we're doing a whole Stephen King thing here. Mm-hmm. My name's Doug McCambridge. I'm one part of this podcast. And with me, as always, is Jamie Lorello. I guess answering the question, um, mm-hmm. do you think... The dead is better. <laughs> Sometimes. Well. How many times does he say that to him in that conversation? They, You know what? They try to make so many things clear to this doctor, and it is not clear. You think doctors are smart people, right? You think they catch on to things pretty quickly? And in this case, he does not. This movie is clear evidence that doctors can be idiots. And yeah. I'd like to think that he was sort of... I know he's not a lawyer, but I'm going to say disbarred in Chicago. So he was driven to this small town in Maine yeah. to just be the local, like a Doc Hollywood situation, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With but, his happy little family. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm very confused about his job, too, because he's a doctor at the college. Is the college a hospital? It must be a teaching hospital. Maybe. So, Okay. It, the whole town. But they could just bring patients well, they in. Could, well, yeah, they bring emergency patients in, like ones that get hit by a P.S. What this town <laughs> needs more than a new doctor are some speed signs. Am I right? Like I found that <laughs> hilarious throughout this movie. A movie that deals with speed child limit signs, death. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, this is nonsense. How do they, first of all, why are we all always doing, hanging out by such busy roads? Oh, yeah. Why do trucks fly down these country main roads like <laughs> they're freeways? It's like a gravel road, too. It's yeah. not even paved. No. It doesn't have lines in no. it. It looks like a single lane. Yeah, it's a, I was just going to say, it looks like a single lane. It doesn't look like it should be a busy road. Definitely doesn't look like something you should be cranking up the ACDC and going <laughs> crazy on. It's it's the Ramones in this movie. You're oh, thinking... Um, oh, sorry. I was thinking of Maximum Overdrive. That's right, right. Yeah. yeah, let's never think about that again. These trucks yeah. gave me flashbacks because we did I, get I some. have never <laughs> seen, like, we see semis and we see dump trucks. I've never seen a dump truck go, like, over 45 miles an hour. In no, they get life. excited. They get excited on I don't think they're capable road. of doing that. I love it when that truck hits the kid and the truck then rolls over. Like, oh, the <laughs> rolls over. The kid, first of all, let's be real. Gage, our adorable oh. little Gage. He was creepy from the start. Even before he died, he of was course. a bit creepy. Do you know who this kid is? Who is he? This kid 
is that little shit who was Michelle's friend in Full House. Uh, oh, and shit. he's also the kid in Kindergarten Cop who's like, girls oh, yeah. have a penis, girls have a vagina. Yeah. That's yeah. I, knew I he didn't had like this familiar. kid from the start because I hate him in those shows and movies. Well, he's just, he is creepy. He's like those little, and I, I'm not making fun of the disease because it's very sad when the kids have those diseases that make them look very old. Um, I don't know the name of it. It's a long name. It's called Were Gary they... Coleman-itis? <laughs> no. I know that's not He's tiny. He, he's probably supposed to be like three or four, but he's like a little man. Yeah. Right? Get this gauge. Yes. And Ellie, oh, we're just glad she got away, right? <sighs> The best thing that could happen to this girl is for her entire family to die, I think. Her entire family, because her grandparents are miserable, too, that poor... Those... What is with those people? <laughs> right? And that gothic mansion they live in? What is that With thing? all the portraits of people? I so confused. And how about how he slugs the, the father at the funeral? I love it when the dad goes to fight back, and some guy we've never seen before is like, what are you doing? Yes, what are you so doing? Funeral. This is your kid's funeral. I'm like, you did see him get attacked, right? Right. You did see this man just punch this man out at his son's Like, not the time. Or the, later he apologizes. He's like, sorry, I was just overcome with grief. Yeah, yeah. On his, on his <laughs> way home with the rest of his family. Yeah, He's like, yeah. you know what? Hey, we're cool, right? Yeah, Remember it's how good. said that you would experience grief beyond any that you could possibly <laughs> deal with? I was like, did this guy's father-in-law put a hex on him at their marriage? <laughs> well, the he they're weird parents, obviously. Her parents. I can't get a read on this family. This Did you see the movie? And it's not my recommendation, so I'm not spoiling anything. Okay. Did you see the movie, uh, a recent one, Killing of a Sacred Deer? No. Okay. Anyway, okay. Then it doesn't... As the family the in The family in that is so bizarre and ineffectual, and they act like robots. And I got that feel from this family. Like, the, nobody in this family seemed to care for any other member of the well, family. Well, I think the father had these real sincere moments with his kids, especially the daughter, Ellie. Like, he, yes. he's very connected to her and to her loving her pet cat. And but and I guess... Church. Church. church Winston cat. Churchill, the cat. <laughs> Yeah, um, I love that cat. Might be my favorite character in the movie. <laughs> I like how at the end when he kills it, he just they just have to keep picking up that dead cat, <laughs> and turning like, its head disturbing. around. I know. <laughs> Leave it alone. You killed it. You put the. <laughs> you killed it. It died twice. Isn't that enough for you? Well, and he's so mean to it. What? That's another thing. He doesn't learn his lesson. He does this thing to this cat. We'll get there. We'll get there. He's clearly an unhinged. Stupid doctor. Hug, hug an MD. That's what his bumper sticker says. Yep. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I kind of love that. So, and his wife. His wife is walking around in these suits all day long. What does she do? I'm not I don't sure. Think, I don't even know if she has a job. Well, but. She flies home in a skirt and a sport coat <laughs> as though she's going to a, a meeting. Like she has business. Harrison yeah. Ford in Working Girl yeah. or something. And I'm like, you had tons of time to change it to some sweats or something yeah. comfortable. So they move, there's this family that moves from Chicago, this doctor, his mm -hmm. two kids, and his wife who does, she looks like she's some sort of politician businesswoman of some kind maybe, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And yes. we're meant to think they have sort of a sexy love affair, but we never really see a whole lot of that. Like, Except at the end when he makes out with her and he's got one eye. 
That's the first time these two kiss is at the end of the movie when she's a zombie. And she's got one eye plucked out and is about to stab him literally in the back. Goo that's just Uh pouring. And he's just making out with that. He's just making out with that. Like, like he loves it. I think at that point he's kind of done. Like, I think at that point he realizes it might be best if I die. Oh, I think he snaps. Maybe he's very opposed to suicide. So he's like, maybe my zombie wife can kill me and... I don't know. I'd like to see a follow-up if she buries him in the cemetery. And then what happens from there? I yeah. I think the doc snapped. I think I think it happened when he took his first tubby and the rat fell in the tubby with him. But What? <laughs> but Wait, do you think that did it? Well, no, because the dead rat just pushed him over the I edge. think that's where it all started to spiral down. I mean, yes, he okay. he took the first step by burying the cat. But I was going to say, it's a weird place to pinpoint this. I think that's when he was like, this This is, I, well, right. you know, you're a man who enjoys a tubby. You can admit that to our audience. And well, I, <laughs> listen, first of all, you brought that up on several episodes, so I think our audience is already aware. Okay. I mean, I've never had a dead rat dropped in. <laughs> I'm not sure how that would mess me up. But so now imagine, imagine you're going, okay. you've just had some rough mm-hmm. times, right? That's... The, the the family's gone away. You clearly don't get along with your in-laws. And and you try to make things better by doing this terrible thing with this cat at this this weird cemetery place with this old crazy man neighbor. And you just uh, want to... Hold on. What? That's where I diverge from this character because I never would have done that in the first place. I'm sorry. I would have taken the cat to the regular cemetery. Even if Fred Quinn was like, you know, they say there's another cemetery. Is that his main place. accent, by the way? Is that how? Because yes. <laughs> I like it. I can only assume they asked Gary Busey to do it, <laughs> and he would not. So for this, they got a real actor in Fred Quinn, and he was like, I'm going to main the hell out of this place. <laughs> and when he was like, you got to climb over this eight mile they hike for days they hike like all day and they hike to a different part of the country i think yeah because all of a sudden they're like in trees and then it's like big stone mountain in front of them and he's like just a little more i can't do it i was gonna do a british accent (laughs) he was suddenly cockney just a little more i'd like to see fred Gwynn as one of the spice girls (laughs) tell me what you want what you really really want (laughs) Um, yeah, they, they just showed up this family, this loving little oddball family. They've moved from Chicago. I think we've said that. And I don't know who that wife is as an actress, cause she's not very good. She um, is, um, and only because I tried, I once gave it a shot. I think it was around the time we watched our Star Trek movie. Mm. I tried to watch Star Trek's. So I watched the entire old series. Oh, is she in it? Um, She's in the newer, uh, like the um, okay. Next Generation series. Maybe she's better as a Trekkie. She's not great no. in this movie. So I guess she's supposed to be Nobody's this sassy really great. city. Fred Gwynn's yeah. okay because he's, he's, he's just maining up and down all yeah, over the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the little Ellie's kind of cute, I thought. Oh, she's fine. No. She's fine. No. <laughs> yes. But she's – so anyway, family moves here. The mom, like you said, is, is this like can't kind of place their whole relationship. But they get to this house, and it's a country home off of what appears to be a dirt road. And behind the house is this, like, path down to yes. who knows what. And the daughter, Ellie, who's probably about five or six, is questioning, like, where does this path go? And there's a very friendly neighbor, our Fred Gwynn, our, our Herman Munster, 
um, yes. or our judge from my cousin Vinny. However, I you remember him say, best. Uh, I believe the household <laughs> you grew up in, you probably know him best as the judge from my cousin <laughs> yeah. Vinny. However, you know him best. Um, yes. He's a very uh, friendly, I guess, informative, somewhat informative. Uh, I mean, he gives us backstory whenever you want, whenever yeah. you want to. But enough, just enough. He doesn't give of you exposition. Yeah. Just yeah. go there. He's got a six pack of butter. Yeah, all the always. Time. Just go always. hang out with him. Yeah. You'll get the, you know, he'll talk about stuff that happened in 1920. Yeah. He'll talk about stuff that happened in the 40s. Yeah. And he's, he becomes sort of like their little pseudo uncle grandpa kind of oh, guy. He is immediately hanging yeah. out with his family, spending a lot of time with yeah. him. Most. The dad seems to split his time between his house and Fred yeah, Green's yeah. porch and kitchen. <laughs> yes. They have an instant connection, we'll say. Um, yeah, because there doesn't appear to be anyone else around. I mean, those are the, there's just two houses across the street from one another surrounded by nothing. Yeah, there's not. Well, and then there's this dangerous road I mean, that divides them. Right. That, <laughs> that trucks, that's one of the first things they learn. I don't understand. And I feel like we need something. We need Fred Gwynn to say, like, they closed down the highway. Right, for right. For a lot of construction a few years ago and never picked up on it. Right. So now all the trucks are rerouted this way. Like, we need that because yeah. nothing about this makes any or sense at all. Or there's this bar outside of town and, and they get the, it. they're getting it, it Stacey. <laughs> there we go. And, and the bartender gives the, the drivers a lot of whiskey and then they get on the road and they drive like madmen through the town. <laughs> the bartender, before he was killed by a werewolf and beaten <laughs> to death with his own bat... <laughs> crazy times here welcome to the neighborhood <laughs> now i have to get my own booze and i keep it all over the house you want some whiskey just open a cabinet it's there <laughs> let's just do the whole podcast like this we'll just <laughs> talk about it like we're in maine ourselves i wanted to speak of another accent another heavy maine accent i want to talk about their oh they're made their their laundry lady their laundry I lady thought that was going to be quite a plot line no and immediately i'm like oh wait she's dead wow that yeah was that was weird so we're something and suddenly nothing we're introduced to this so obviously since he's a doctor they're kind of a well-to-do family now in town mm-hmm. right and this sad looking woman who has i guess ulcers she's she has so a lot of stomach sad. cramps <laughs> oh my belly hurts a lot you know i can take a look at that for, no it always passes <laughs> And then okay, I'll, doing one the day I'll just hang myself in your basement. <laughs> but don't worry, I'll pin a note. <laughs> There's only five words. I hate my life. Or something like that. Whatever you do, don't bury me in the cemetery because soil is a man's sweat or some garbage Edwin like that. Is kind of a crazy dude. <laughs> don't let him put me in that cemetery. <laughs> oh, man, I can do this all the time. This is great. <laughs> and I'm not sure, like, are we men? Is Fred Gwynn supposed to be comforting? Is he supposed to be creepy? Like, he. A little bit of all of it, I feel like. Well, and then at the end, like, at the end, when he really needs to kind of step up and be a friend mm-hmm. to the doc, he's just like sitting at. No, I haven't seen him. I haven't heard from him. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's. I'll wait like... for him on the porch <laughs> and have a beer and fall asleep. Exactly. Like, dude, no. Like, I know he's an old guy, yeah. but come on, just walk. You know he's at that cemetery. Yeah. Go look for him What do him you think there. he's doing? He's digging up Gage. Why is nobody there when he's digging up his son's body from the original oh. grave? Well, like, someone is there. There's oh, the, a yeah. computer graphic of a weird face that pops out of a bunch of rocks. That was 
the dumbest part of oh, this Oh, that was weird. No, but that's on I, his way to bury him at the new cemetery. I'm talking about when he digs him up out of his coffin. Like, he's got to dig for a long time. When the cops shine a light and they're like, well, oh, that's a weird open grave. Yeah. Eh, let's just go. We're cool, right? <laughs> it's all right. Nothing, nothing, nothing fishy about this. Nothing to see here. Let's move along. <laughs> nothing to see here. I got to go in that foggy forest and take care of the werewolves. <laughs> so much about. Let's not give anybody tickets if they're driving fast on that one road, all right? Just put a cop there. Just How about, a, again, a speed limit sign? When the one truck driver drops off the, the mom at the end and he's like, <laughs> lady, I didn't get a ticket, so this is totally cool. I'm like, what, what did that mean? What road are you on? Was he driving too fast? What? How does she not have any kind of, like, um, traumatic, like, you know, her son was just killed by a truck. Now you're getting up into a truck. She has broken since her terrifying sister died. Whoa. That, 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 that she thing. was a whole... I have That's, to tell you. The whole Zelda part of yeah. this? <laughs> Zelda creeped the shit out of me. I have to I tell you. I probably saw this when I was 13, and she was the scariest oh, yeah. part of this movie. Well, because she looks like a, like a man, like a sick man yep. with a wig. And... Yeah. Bones Watching this now out. is like, oh, is that what spinal meningitis does? Because <laughs> she looks severely malnourished. <laughs> it looks like these people are not feeding their daughter. No, well, that was their whole thing. They kept her in the back room. That was quite the reveal, by the way. <laughs> she I didn't like... like it. I didn't like it. And I didn't like how she kept popping up, too. Because it was like, what does she have to do with this pet cemetery? I know. Was she buried back there? Why? No. Uh, right. No, we just needed something else creepy. Once all the shit goes down. First of all, this movie's like an hour 40. Yeah. It takes us an hour 20 for him to bury his kid in the pet cemetery. Yeah. So I I never seen this movie. Mm-hmm. And Pet Cemetery. You were like, oh, Pet Cemetery. I've heard of it. I didn't. I knew it was a Stephen King. My husband was like, oh, Pet Cemetery, have fun with that. I pictured that it was a cemetery for pets, which in the beginning we are introduced to. So he does take them because there's a path. So there's this house they live in. They have this neighbor. They have a busy road that trucks drive way too fast on. And then there's this path that leads to the pet cemetery, which um, our friendly neighbor does take us for a little walk down to the cemetery. And it's like this circular cemetery and he explains how so many pets died from getting hit by the trucks or just natural causes and kids children started to bury their pets there so i thought that this movie was going to be about the pets from this cemetery that come alive at night maybe these dogs are walking and do scary things and the cats Mm -hmm. do are possessed and bunny rabbits take over and eat flesh like i kind of into that i and i expected some some gory some scare I didn't think this was going to be about the cemetery that's past the pet cemetery. That's the Indian burial ground. But that is that is what it is. So even yeah. though we, we see that there is a pet cemetery not far from their home, there's also some, as we mentioned, these like wooded area just mm-hmm. off of the cemetery that we're told like, oh, yeah, you don't want to go there. Yeah, it is weird because he does take the family and the mom is so creeped out by it. Oh, this. yeah. And she yeah. takes Gage and she's like, I don't want to know any of this. And Fred Quinn's like, well, this place is great. You know, uh, my dog was buried here when I was a boy and blah, blah, blah. And then he's, he looks at the girl and he's like, you know what? This is a place where the dead talk. Yeah. Like, what? 
are you yeah. doing, you crazy old man? But then he back talks that. He was she like, gets so scared. He's like, oh, I don't mean that yeah. at all. <laughs> and he, he explains it in a very nice way yes. to her. I mean, yes. it is. There are certain times in this movie where I was where I thought that the way they dealt with this girl was really great. Yeah. Like when Fred Gwynn's talking to her about mm-hmm. this is where people can go to talk to their pets and mm-hmm. this is where people can draw comfort and stuff like that. And later on when she's asking her dad what happens when you die, and oh, he's yeah. like, well, some people think this. And, so, and I was like, this is so even-handed and nice. Right. And it's a great way to present this to children. Well, but other than that Ellie character, nothing that anybody does no, makes sense. No. In Again, this movie. A- a- Ellie is going to be the most balanced character to come out of yes. all of this because she's right. Um, she'll be broken up for a while about the death of her brother and her mother and her father, but I think she'll be okay in the long yeah, run. Yeah, I think she's going to come out of this all right. I right. do, I do. Unless her mother told her like bedtime stories about Zelda or something, and I wouldn't put it past that. <laughs> <thing. laughs> I do like how when they go to the cemetery, it's like she's got this kid on a backpack. It's like this family, like, dee, 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 mm-hmm. happy hike to the cemetery behind their house. Just a um, happy hike to a dilapidated pet cemetery where every word is spelled wrong. On right. Those well, the kids did it. So let's No, see. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So Ellie, our most, most stable character, I guess we could say, has this pet cat, as we mentioned, this Winston Churchill church, the cat. Yes. And he, she literally gets tucked in bed with Churchill at one oh point. Oh, my God. It is so cute yeah. and so bizarrely yeah. unrealistic. Yeah, because no cats are just not like that. I mean... I don't even think dogs who are more agreeable with humans would allow you to pull the covers up <laughs> to their neck. And, and tuck them in. shut off the lights, right. Like, night-night. But she loves this cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about this promise thing? <laughs> you can't make a promise like this to your kid. No. You cannot do this. And the wife is weird in that she, like... Don't shilly-shally, she, she says. She forces him to make she promises. She says, don't shilly-shally. Give her a promise. Yes. So, I think that they... they like is this when they decide they're going to go... Well, this is when the cat's going to go get his nuts cut off. Oh, that's right. Every character in this movie says that line. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by the uh, laundry lady. Brought to you by, <laughs> sponsored by the laundry lady. Because <laughs> I do like it when he says to the laundry lady, he's like, oh yeah, thanks for teaching my daughter that turn of phrase, nuts yeah, cut yeah. off. And she's like, oh no problem, don't worry about it. Yeah. It's fine, thanks. <laughs> Glad you appreciated uh-huh. it. Because that's what she calls it. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. So she is concerned about her cat. And again, mom makes her promise. Mom makes the dad promise that everything with the cat will be all right. And is this, is this, is Ellie also a psychic? Oh, she does have some premonitions. Every time she's in Chicago, she's like, Dad, I had a dream my cat died. Is my cat okay? <laughs> Dad, uh, um, I want to talk to Mommy. I had a dream that she was Yeah, killed. no. I had a dream you were talking to like a ghost man and you went to this Yeah, cemetery. the man, the ghost man comes to her in the dream. Now, who is this ghost? Okay, so the the family, oh, I also like this little tension that happens when Ellie, um, uh, when Elliot wants the dad to make a promise to her and now there's some tension because the dad clearly didn't really want to make the promise to Ellie because he knew it was kind of wrong to promise that because he can't (laughs) control if the cat really is going to be okay. He even says like chances are he'll come out of the surgery but what if he doesn't and now I've promised her that he'll be okay whatever. But even the kid even Gage like throws food at the dad and is like it's just a mess (laughs) when he's going to leave for his first day of work and as you say the college hospital right? 
And when yep. he gets to work, right away, coming in hot, someone's been hit by a truck. I can only imagine off this dangerous I'm road. Sure it's the same road. Mm-hmm. I, it's only mm-hmm. just one road that runs right through the center of this town. And it's this kid that was jogging, and he's been hit by a truck and comes in with this big gash in his head. I love how you said he was jogging, because I guess I didn't hear that line. And every time I saw him, I'm like, why is he in those short shorts? <laughs> I think he was out for, I think they say that that's okay. how he got hit. He was out for a jog. And they rush him in, and then he gets a couple moments where the doctor and the patient are kind of alone. It's very weird, because the doctor's like, he's totally dead. There's yeah. nothing we can do. And just sits down, and then he like starts shaking yeah. and convulsing and eventually kind of talking to him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he's not he's not dead, is he? Is he? I know, I is couldn't he? decide. I'm, I'm like, so is he? confused. I, I was like, is he just a really bad doctor? Right? And he gets scared. The doctor gets the shit scared out of him mm-hmm. when the the presumed dead victim comes back to life and kind yes. of gives him this message and knows the doctor's name. And the doctor's like, how'd you know my name? Right. He tells him something about the soil. What is this line? Because they say it again. Oh, I wrote it down oh, because good. I went, I think I'm hearing this wrong and it's nonsense. Can't wait to write it down because <laughs> it's total nonsense. And then they say it later and I went, yeah. oh, I wrote that down right. It still isn't. It says, loose soil of a man's heart is stony. That doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't mean anything, but they say it later in the movie. Yeah, they say it later. It's it's a very, I might say titular, but it's not. Um, I know. No, he not. doesn't say <laughs> pet cemetery. go to the pet cemetery. I realize that. Is this dead like i thought this dead kid college kid whatever yeah was gonna be like a protector of this family he seems to not be yes and no i mean he wavers back and forth between don't do this and also hey wife come on no you can make the plane like it's totally cool you'll be fine this is great let's go home like he's putting them in terrible situations but then turning around and telling the doctor Hey, don't keep burying people out there, right? Yeah. Like, I'm just supposed to murder your family, I guess, but don't bury them there. Well, I think that, I, I think that maybe the this guy had, like, two ways he can go, kind of like choose your own mm-hmm. adventure. And when the oh. doctor starts to kind of to keep making the bad choices, well, he's just going to keep sort of lighting that fire, where if the doctor would choose better choices... He would make him because the the so this guy who it seems like they all know because Ellie has the dreams with this guy in it and later to her up yeah and, down. and later when yep. she says to the mom so and so was in my dream yeah. the mom like walks away and is like wait did I hear her right did she say did she say horse ox face? yeah yeah <laughs> yeah or whatever his saying? name was I don't remember. <laughs> But yeah, and it's like the mom knows who that guy was, yes. and he would, she wouldn't, unless the. But we don't He's ever constantly see constantly talking to the mom too. Yeah, on her trip, yeah. He's in the truck with yeah. her at one point. Yeah, he's on the airplane with her when yes. she gets on the plane. He's smiling. I like how he has his own seat on the airplane. I know, and I like how happy he is about it because she, well, she dreams about Zelda on the plane. He's, it's like he's uh, taking his first plane ride ever. Well, this is when we first meet him when he dies, and he gives the doctor. I do a like message. to think that this. Might be a choose your own adventure, like a pet cemetery choose your own adventure, <laughs> because it would be like, do you bury your pet in the pet cemetery, cat in the pet cemetery, or the evil cemetery? Yeah. No, I'll take the regular one. 
do you maybe build a fence around your yard? Yes. The end. Yeah. Great. Choose your adventure. <laughs> you survived. That's all you have to do. Do you petition the local government to put a, a speed limit sign in front of your home? Yes. All right. Your kid can survive. Do you fly yeah. kites, which in several Stephen King movies are just a harbinger of doom? No, yeah. you don't fly kites. You don't fly kites. And it is, it is kind of... Listen... Child death is not funny. I get it. Oh, no. Everything leading up to the, like the fact that the dad falls. Oh, I know. I know. He falls. trips on his way. Yeah. The fact that Ellie wanted to fly the kite and she would have had a better handle on the kite. I have to tell you, she wasn't going to let it go. The little last shit. words she, she says about his brother's little <laughs> shit. <laughs> and I like that even the neighbor guy is like, what? Oh my oh, goodness, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Sick burn, Ellie. Besides the the doc seeing this this yeah. patient die who then haunts, as we mentioned, the family. Right. The this this guy, the the dead guy, um, does in a dream state bring the doctor to the cemetery explaining yes. more than what the neighbor did about what goes on in the cemetery that it's right. It's bad stuff, and and um, and the doctor um, and don't go past where this blue light is. Don't go over there. And the doctor, the <laughs> whole time, don't go over there, a blue light just. Well, like, it is. There's like a blue light joke. shining, yeah. right? It's mm-hmm. almost like a UFO's landing over there. And he's like, "Don't go over there." And the whole time, mm-hmm. the doctor's like, "I just want to wake up from this dream. I just don't." He is such a big baby. Oh he yeah, is having a nightmare, and for a grown man, is such a mm-hmm. baby about mm-hmm. this. He's practically in tears, and I'm like, nothing has happened in this movie yet that is yeah, scary. Wait, I know just you just wait. saw this guy die. I get it. Maybe it's the first patient he's ever seen die, but he was a doctor in Chicago. Chicago, right? You would think he had I seen... I can't imagine. He's never Same seen here. somebody. And this guy looks okay. His head's all messed up, but he's not that terrifying. No, he's not so creepy. He's super nice. Yeah. He's very friendly. We saw Ted Danson come out of the water. All waterlogged. Now that was a hot mess. He to shit his pants. <laughs> he would not be as cool and collected as Leslie Nielsen. No. Oh, <laughs> I like when he wakes up in the morning after this terrible nightmare and he pulls back the covers. Oh, and he's going. I know his feet are supposed to be Did you think dirty. he shit himself? Because that's what I thought. <laughs> it looks like diarrhea. <laughs> I'm so glad you thought that too. It went, took me a minute. This is disgusting. Because <laughs> then he also folds the sheets up and throws them down the laundry chute. And I'm like, he's so embarrassed because he shit the bed. But then I realized later, because when Gage comes back and there's like, muddy footprints, like, oh, it's the mud. Thought, what? It took you another hour and 10 minutes to realize that he did. He was so scared, though. He wanted to wake up from the dream, and I just thought he shit himself, and I thought it he was embarrassed It is super gross, because, like, it should have just been dirt. Like, it had all night to dry, or at least a few no, hours. No, but it's, like, muddy. Even if it was muddy, but it was, like, a light brown <laughs> It was, like, diarrhea. It was, like, a river of light brown, and, yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> Oh, oh, so his his family leaves for Thanksgiving. That's why they leave. Oh, that's right. And he goes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go with them. He sends them no, to go. No. And it, he's having such a fun time. Like he's just wandering around that house, drinking a beer with like a baseball hat on. He's like the cool, laid back <clears throat> doctor at this point. Oh yeah, yeah, because he's on his own vacay. I yeah. guess mm-hmm. uh, maybe he's doing some little odd jobs around the house. And 
his main thing, what Ellie is most concerned about, of course, of course, is that he takes care of church. Don't let anything happen right. to my creepy cat. Okay. He does a terrible job of it. <laughs> Even when he talks to her, she's like, is he okay? Well, I mean, the last well, time I saw him, he was on the porch. I guess oh, he's okay. He's such a terrible liar, I too. I think he uses the same line later for his wife because he's like, I think church is sleeping right now. <laughs> um, you know what? I haven't seen him today. I'm sure he's doing good. I'm like, Ellie is buying none of your no, shit. No, no. She's like, having dreams that you're abusing the cat, right? and she's yes. right. She's like, in my dream, my dad told me these lies, too. <laughs> Turns out, she, very shortly after the family leaves for Thanksgiving, <laughs> church is dead. Did you see how he had to pry yeah. his cat yeah. out of the ground yeah. it wasn't... as though it had been mushed yeah. in by a tire? Yeah. It's like silly puttied into the ground. <laughs> He's like... Whoosh. And I'm like, it's not even on the road. It's like 12 feet into Fred Gwynn's yard. Yeah. This this cat shouldn't be compressed into the No, ground. no. No, and Fred gives the call. Fred's like, you need to come over. I think yeah, something's you know, happened. I think your cat might be dead in my yard. <laughs> God, this, this oh. terrifying old man. This is when they decide, because he tells him, now Fred, this is when <sighs> even Fred is like the ghost, where it's like, are you on his side or not? Because he's like, your, your daughter's not ready to lose her, her, her pet yet. So you've got to bring him, you've got to take him here to the extra cemetery. Come on. And even later on when he's like, I did this with my dog and it came back and was super evil. <laughs> what? Well, then why would you tell him to do and it? And then he tells the story about the guys, the yes. son that's super evil. And the doctor right. still decides to dig up Gage and do it. What the hell? All these red flags. I know this has to happen because without it, there's no movie. Oh, sure. But it still seems to make no sense. It seems like he's just screwing with this doctor. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to show him this evil place. And it's going to fuck up his entire family. I assume Fred Gwynn was like, damn it. People moved in across the street. All I wanted was to be alone. And now he's got it. But that's another thing. Let me thing. just destroy this guy's family. That's another thing that we didn't mention is that he mentions when they first move in how it's been a while since the family's mm -hmm. moved there. So you wonder. I like sitting on my porch and drinking beer by myself <laughs> at night. I don't like seeing lights on in those windows. Kind of creeps me out. <laughs> kind of creeps me out. <laughs> Let me show you this evil cemetery I know of. It'll ruin your family. <laughs> People say <laughs> Indians were here once and they wouldn't even bury people because they started coming back evil. <laughs> what a weird, this is a weird thing. And that cemetery is terrifying. Like when they pull back oh, and there's that and wide shot of the whole thing, there's yeah. like pentagrams and shit all over the place. Again, why are, why are you thinking this is a place of peace? What? Yeah. Right. It's not a place of peace. I no. When Fred Quinn brings him up and he's like, he just sits down and rocking. And he's like, no, you got to bury it. The yeah. person, it's, it's your cat. You got to do it now. I brought you up here. <laughs> he just watches <laughs> them. Right. He okay. just watches them. And the ground's all hard. It's not easy for the doctor to dig in. I would just look at him and be like, no, no, this is. And so his first trip, I think the doc is telling him, right? Isn't he like, and again, as we said, they hike for like miles and when yes. first they're like in a forest and then it's like stone mountains. Like where <laughs> like are they? Like a mountainside. Yes. 
Uh, I, I feel like the doctor at first is like, maybe this isn't such a good idea. And he's like, come on, your daughter's not ready to lose her first. That's- Immediately. Yeah. yeah. He eggs him on the entire way because yeah. the doctor doesn't even want to climb over those branches at the beginning. Oh, this is when you had mentioned that it feels like the family has no connection with each other. Right. But the father goes back and now he's sort of traumatized after burying this cat and not knowing what's going to happen. Yeah. And he gets his phone call, his family phone call. And he's so like... It is sweet because if if you're a father and you have to be away from your kids sure. and something like this traumatic thing happens, your cat yes. dies. He's very like he he's excited to hear his Ellie on the phone. He's you could tell he's not he likes Ellie more than he likes Gage. It's just sort of oh, obvious. One hundred percent. Which again, why doesn't Ellie become the monster? Yeah, thing? Like, that would make more sense. Yeah, but like, Gage was I like know. I said, a creepo from the start. I get it. I understand, but bury the cat in a regular pet cemetery it's a sad day you don't tell your daughter on the phone no you wait till they come home it's super sad for a couple days but she gets to go she gets to see the headstone she gets to go and talk to him like problem solve the end instead you brought back now church looks like he gained 30 pounds and he has glowing demonic eyes but he's only got those eyes when the doctor looks at him. Yeah, that's anybody true. else in the family looks at the cat. Church is fine. Yeah. Church is totally normal. He hates the guy oh, who buried him, him and brought him back mm-hmm. to life. And then, you know what? He's not a fan of him either. The doc's like, so he scares no. the doc first. The doc's doing some workout mm-hmm. in the garage. And, and there's where we first, first see that Church is back. Um, then he feeds Church and he kind of like, fondles him weirdly and then church mm-hmm. scratches him in the face and then too i thought the scratch was going to go somewhere because we had just seen um we had just seen our other stephen king movie and i thought maybe that scratch was going to get infected and then right something and then he would become a zombie right too, right but yes. no the scratch just makes him want to take a bath i guess it's been a hard day the church scratched I him do in the like face. how this guy's life parallels mine sometimes <laughs> like his family leaves and he just like opens a beer and takes a tub. Yeah. That is kind of my if my family goes to visit relatives, that's my weekend. That's what you're doing. That's, that's what you're doing. He runs yep. the water, he sits back, and then all of a sudden a giant rat falls into the tub. That'll mess things up. Your Zen, your peaceful Zen he tubby. Is so angry about this. Oh, table. and he knows it's church and he's like, Get you sure. cat, get out of here. Rah, yep. rah, rah. So then instead of taking a bath, he goes and visits with the neighbor and he gets more stories. This is when he tells him about his dog, right? Yes. The dog that returned more vicious. My dog back in 1921. And I was like, wait, how old's Fred Quinn in this movie? (laughs) He's like, I had to bury my dog there and I took him to the evil pet cemetery and he came back and nobody liked him. And then he died that night. Oh, I like how he came to the, the mother was... Yes. He came, the mother was hanging up laundry, and he, the mother was like, come get your dog. Everybody's hanging up laundry when evil monsters come to get them, because later that lady's hanging up laundry oh, when that right. dude from World War Two. That's right. Up. Well, you do a lot of laundry in Maine, I guess. You hang well, stuff on the line. Well, back in the day, you know, they're really just saying, remember before laundry machines laundry machines washing machines <laughs> you know laundry machines yeah you know those machines that do laundry <laughs> or the lady that does them can we talk about when they get home and i love just it must be this tiny main airport where they just get off on the tarmac yeah they're just yeah. like well, here we are they're just and right got there flowers uh-huh. and, yep, and they're they're reunited and and guess what i just saw church this morning i'm sure he's fine 
Yeah. And his daughter's like, that's weird, Daddy. I had a dream that he was dead. Yeah, I dreamed about the pet <laughs> pet cemetery. She does point out, I thought this was interesting. So Ellie points out that that church smells really bad. Oh, He's very stinky. It. And she wants to love maybe it. give him a bath, get him some shampoo. And they're like, that could be expensive. <laughs> they have a lady expensive. that comes you and does their listen. laundry. Honey, you got to go and bring the cat yeah. to people who know how to give them baths. I'm not sure if we're willing to shell out the money. And she's like, I'm going to save up my allowance yeah, for that, okay? Because my cat smells like death right now, okay? And I'm hoping that I could get it a bath. It's like, yeah, I don't like that smell either. Don't worry. I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll take care of it. We'll figure the it out. The mom somewhere. is like, cat baths are expensive. <laughs> yes. We don't have I mean, that kind we'll of... We'll start cutting back on the essentials yeah. to give this cat a bath, but we'll make it work. Right? I mean, we, we can't just fly to... To Chicago when we want to, and then give the cat a bath when we want so to. There's so many, like eventually in this movie, there's so many weird flashbacks at times mm. that now we go from this cat bath conversation right. to a woman writing a suicide. Oh note yeah, yeah, and painting it to herself, and I was like, oh, is this something that happened 50 years ago in this house? <laughs> I know. Like, I was ready for I agree. A ghost yeah. Uh huh. But nay, nay, it's just our friend the laundry lady who has bad stomach problems. Um, who we really don't know very well anyway, except that she longs for a and she's better so life. Bitter, like the suicide note is like, "It's cancer, you shitheads." Yeah, and she just like pins it to herself, yeah. and then she the hangs herself. Her she just in their basement, right? Isn't it in their basement that I, she does it? I don't know. I'd like to think it's in their basement because just as a big fuck you to this. Yeah, family. right. But. I don't know where this happens. It happens in a basement-like area. We'll say that. Oh, it certainly does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and, yeah. and and for her, it is all business, too. I, I love how, like, I don't know. You see suicides in film, especially, like, hanging. It's always very, like, tense. And are they going to do it? Oh, no. Way? She's like, fuck that like, shit. Yeah. Do, do, do. Step up. Kick it out. Done. It's like doing laundry it's for so this good. family was like the last nail in her coffin that she needed to be like, no, yeah, I got to end it. You know, this, the this, straw that yeah. broke the maid's back. Yeah. Was doing laundry. She was like, that's enough. terrible I family. can't wash Gage's little pants anymore. <laughs> I can't wash Gage's pants. <laughs> Yesterday there was a dead rat in the bathroom and it didn't look like it died naturally. I don't know if I just want shitty sheets or muddy sheets. I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe that's what pushed her over the edge she's like the doc shits himself i can't take it <laughs> oh, man. oh this is we get a our, our cameo from our stephen king because he's the uh the priest at the at her funeral yes again because we didn't get to know this laundry lady this maid very well and then she's commit suicide and we don't really know what this is supposed to be the catalyst for. What it is is, so we mentioned that after she dies, the the doctor has a heart-to-heart -heart with his daughter Ellie about death and what it means to certain people and where right. people go. Mm -hmm. And the wife overhears it. And then she, then we get this exposition from her about oh her God. sister Zelda, who was her family's dirty secret and who was a weird sister with scoliosis, or what did she have, MS? She had um, spinal meningitis. That's what it was. Yes. And I do love how she starts to tell the story, and she's like, my sister Zelda. And her, <laughs> the doctor's like, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, Zelda. Yeah, you've told me about it. Yeah, 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 we Just, know. Just, like, yeah. very dismissive. Yeah. I know this story. You don't need to continue. Yeah, don't, don't, let's not. Well, I like how after she tells him the story, he's like, we're getting you a Valium. <laughs> it is so great. It's so great when he drugs his wife. He's like, I'm getting you a Valium, and you are taking it. No, but I don't like to. You are taking when it. When you talk about Zelda, I medicate. That's what happens. I'm a, I'm a goddamn doctor. I can write my own prescriptions. And let me tell you, this Zelda is terra-fucking-fying. So scary. She so scary. freaked me out more even than, like, Killy Gage. Because he was kind of still too oh. adorable. And then, like, when he would eat people, oh. he was kind of like a monkey oh, eating please. people. That, like... that kid was... <laughs> I should not have laughed as many times <laughs> I as agree. I did. Every time they showed this kid, I was like, this is hilarious, yeah. right? It's like watching a little midget run around and like trying yeah. to... I was like, but... why is he wearing a dress? Why is he in the top <laughs> Why is he in velvet and a top hat? What's happening? Oh, yeah. <laughs> however, however, Zelda is a scary bitch who is like confined oh. to a bed and twisted all weird and we can see her bones and she has gray oh, skin and... She has a seizure and she chokes to death. And I guess that's the thing is she was hidden in the back room of, of mm-hmm. his wife's family's house. And when Zelda finally did die, um, it was the wife was left. She was a child. She was like eight. And she yeah. and I like it. He's like, She's if I needed child. a reason to hate your family, I hate them for leaving you with your sister who they knew was going to oh die. God. Based it is on so her great, condition. Because I do picture these parents like, you know, she's not doing well, but, you know, we just need to get out. For yeah, we need to go see a movie. Right. For ourselves, right? <laughs> We're going to go see this new movie. Yeah. You're eight years old, right? You'll be fine. You need to just feed her sure her porridge. Her right. Yeah. <laughs> and Zelda chokes, has a seizure, and dies. And I love it because in her flashback <laughs> retelling, she's like, all of a sudden, there's like these chubby family, like <laughs> chubby neighborhood <laughs> kids. Chubby that show. kids. How many kids are in this family? I don't think they're in her family. I think they were no. like the neighborhood kids. No, but they're she all awesome. says she's like, and the neighbors were yeah. there. And they're in this like old gothic almost mansion. Like yeah. the the oil paintings on the wall are out of control I agree, in this family. I, agree. I was like, yeah. or did we flash back to like 1478 no. in Europe? It's crazy. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, but that that's our introduction to Zelda and to let us know that even the his wife, this is maybe why she's such a like an unreadable, you know, character yes. because right. she's had she's very some harsh. damage. She's very yeah. Cold. Yes. yes. She's had some damage. It is it's it's awesome. You, it's hilarious yeah. just to watch that flashback. You bring it. Oh my just, god. When, when she walks down and there's chubby kids like in my mind they're dressed in leader hosen. They were. But they're just yeah. standing there in these shorts at the bottom of the And they're like, stuff. You killed Zelda. And she's like, Ah <laughs> And this is not the last we see of Zelda PS. But but oh, Zelda keeps coming back. I I had forgotten I hadn't seen this movie in so long and I and after Zelda was gone, I was like, Oh, I remember that being the scariest part of the movie, but at least she's gone. And I was like, oh, no, she's back she comes several back. more times. She comes back a lot. Yeah, she comes back to haunt her. But before Zelda's back, we have a moment where the family's having, like, this picnic. Again, our neighbor friend is there in his overalls, picnic. enjoying yep. his time. We're flying a kite. It's a beautiful main day. <sighs> We're a recovering family who's had a little bit of trauma. 
in our new town, and little mm-hmm. Gage. I mean, they do have a zombie cat living with them, right, so there's right. a lot going on right yeah. now. Yeah. They need, to, they need to get away from but it all. But like you said, they, they, they don't all know about the zombie cat, so it's uh, little Gage is flying the kite, and the little kite cord gets away from him. We're so proud of him first. Oh, look at and him they flying are laughing. It. Yeah. They think it's, it's so great. funny. He he dropped the I like how you call it a kite cord. He drops the, the string yeah. and it's he's he's wandering toward this road for a good five minutes yeah. as they laugh at this. Yes, they're they think like it's uh, the funniest. He's so cute. He's so cute, he is. And then it's the neighbor guy that's like, he did it before too. Now got the yeah. kid by the road. And <laughs> right. the wife is yelling, the baby, get the baby. The dad's tripping over his own. Yeah, feet. he can't even and then Oh, and in the meantime, we see this guy rocking out to the Ramones, driving oh. the truck. They are telegraphing this kid's death miles away. Like, it is literally, we find, we see a guy get in a truck, turn on the Ramones. Yeah, yeah. They're eating. He starts the truck. Yeah. They're eating. He pulls away. Mm-hmm. They're flying a kite. Like, it is so over the top. Well, P.S., from the moment... In the beginning of the movie, Gage has a moment with the cat and the road, sure and you know, know you're like, the cat's uh, like in a carrier. Yes, like, yeah. yes, you're like, uh, something. This kid's not going to make oh, it, yeah. and this cat's and this road are going to be all a part of that. Right, um, yeah, they don't want you to be shocked by this moment. Right, I think no, that's the main yeah, thing. they're warming you up to it. Unlike when you meet Zelda, and you're like, holy fuck, what's wrong with that woman? <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> Who's that monster? Yeah. You're related. She's your older sister. Where does this come yeah. from? How old are your parents? <laughs> She's 36. <laughs> <laughs> and this truck. Oh, man. Just wallops it's, this kid. Well, again, it's t- like, I don't want to laugh at this, but this kid, the fact that he is in one piece. Well, he just has a little scar on his head later in the afternoon. He's got a snake cut like a lamp fell on him. Now, mind you, that runner, the jogger guy, who's like the ghost that haunts him, his like side of his head is bashed in. Half of his head's gone. Little Gage gets a velvet suit and a top hat. Little Cage gets hit by a semi going, what, 90 miles an hour? And the semi flips and is crushed itself, like, right? Yeah. I I was waiting for a line like, oh, no, even the driver died or something. Nobody talks about it, but that's what I was amazed. When he pulled that kid out of the coffin and started to hug him, I'm like, hmm, that puppet appears to be in one piece. (laughs) That that shouldn't be. Yeah, Yeah, no, it should be like a sewn together. Anyway, now we have to deal with the funeral, and Ellie carries... Go ahead. Yeah, I I do have to say, like, (laughs) this is sad. Like, they do a really good job in this movie of just pouring it on, and these next few scenes are just sadness on oh, top of sadness and you feel for like a family that's right. just lost their kid he screams yes. the doctor does one of those epic like <laughs> no yes. it is pretty good because yeah. they play it three times yeah like, he says no and then it fades into them looking through a photo album and it just still goes no <laughs> no and then to the next scene right right but it is you you feel for them this was their little boy and sure, now he's sure. gone and the doctor couldn't save him and everybody had to watch him get hit by a truck and the family literally moved here weeks ago it's just horrible yeah. and the sister ellie's having a hard time she's carrying around a picture of little little gage and she's like 
she's got this thing that she's like, God could take it back, right? God right. could take it back if he wanted to. And it's so sad, too, because the dad is just catatonic. Yeah, yeah. And she walks in and, like, goes over to Fred Gwynn. He's like, oh, isn't that a cute picture? Uh. You're pulling him around the wagon, huh? And then she, like, runs in and cries, and he's like, you know, you should really go talk to your daughter. Yeah, she's and having a hard time. doesn't move. Yeah. She's having a hard time with the... But the vest is when he walks in earlier and he goes, uh, the Valiant seems to have kicked in. Yeah. And wife's out cold. <laughs> <laughs> like, this woman's now addicted to Valium. This right. is not helping. No, no. And she's sleeping in, like, a nightie because he goes to check oh, on her. And she's she's in a in. sexy nightie yeah. with this cat. The night of her funeral. Oh, and I like it. When he walks in and sees the cat, he's like, fuck off. She, he hates she's in cat. mourning. It was, it was like, she looked through and was like, it's the only black thing I own. I guess I got to wear this to bed. I mean, it's sexy, but it doesn't mean that I, yeah. Then it looks like the doc. So, again, doc's having a hard time. And it looks like he picks up a bottle of Manischewitz. I know he's supposed to be like... <laughs> Probably, but it doesn't look like whiskey or no, wild no, turkey. No. It looks like a bottle no. of like Manischewitz, of like some kind of cheap grape wine that he's. Yeah, drinking. I don't know what the product placement <laughs> was for this movie. I know Budweiser's all over the place, right? But hey, who knows? Well, he starts drinking, and now the neighbor comes back with another story. Remember how I told oh, you no one was God. ever buried there, no person yeah. was. Well, I might yeah, have lied. Because yeah, about earlier that. in this movie, yeah. the doctor goes after the cat comes back. The doctor's like, "Has anybody ever buried a person up there?" No, nobody's ever buried a person. What are you crazy? <laughs> he drops something too, doesn't he? Like drop a glass, drops his beer. He's like, <laughs> he like convulses, and all the empty beer bottles fall off the table. He's like, "What are you crazy?" I was like, "Whoa, that was a crazy reaction." Yeah. Clearly, humans have been hello lies, <laughs> hello lies. Yeah, right. but so now he tells him the second story about this guy who who came back from the army and mm-hmm. uh, right, and the father yeah. <laughs> buried his body. I in like his World War II. Such a small detail, like, oh, he wasn't killed in the war; he was killed on the way back from the war. Yeah, like, what? Why? This is like in a car accident? What what does this have to do? Couldn't he have just been killed in the war and his body was shipped back? And like, then we this don't is need what that the extra detail. These are the stories he tells. We don't know. So now he came back, but it wasn't the same. And he was a crazy. The guy, he tells him how he he was so violent, I guess, to his family. Everything we see after this movie doesn't make sense when the story about this World War II guy who appeared to be just wandering around town and people were scared of him like it's not like he went on a killing spree no he just was like a had a like short fuse kind of guy a short fuse it appears that he's eating like a animal at one point yeah i'm not sure what's going on and he always looks dirty he looks dirty and crazy he looks like he could use a cat's bath is what he looks like yeah (laughs) yes but it was probably too expensive at the time so oh you kind of smell we got to take you to one of those people that bathes kitties (laughs) and this is when i wrote private justice in my notes for the second time in a month oh i never thought i'd write private justice again but this is when we find out that i guess fred Gwynn's kind of a murderer Because he and a bunch of other dudes got together and decided to take care of this problem. Yes, yes. By burning down the house. That's the only way to do it. Of this zombie and his family. And the whole family was in there, right? When they burned down the house? Yeah. It was the only way to do it. (laughs) 
That was the only way we had to do something. I decided, let's just throw cans of gasoline in there and see what happens. Oh, we should do main accents for all of our podcasts. I this is amazing. This is changing movies. the whole way. It's so easy. Good it's times, so great like, novice. It's so much easier like a southern accent or something. I don't want to do that. Oh, no. So Fred Gwynn during this time, he kind of breaks down too and he takes some responsibility for Oh, this. yeah, he does. He like, has a breakdown. Because he showed him the cemetery. He seems to think yeah. that somehow the cemetery was responsible for Gage's death. I may have murdered your son. <laughs> I showed you the power. You're talking crazy. No, I'm not. Share that Manischewitz with me yeah. and we can keep talking about this. Give me a glass of that Manischewitz, would you? I killed a zombie man and his <laughs> father once and... My dog came back. I'm not a great person. Shouldn't have showed you that. <laughs> like he is responsible for all. He of is, that. and he's be it like ghosts or whatnot. Like he should have never shown them this in the first place. No, no. But don't worry, he gets his. Oh, oh, does he? <laughs> for some reason, again, to help them heal, the family is sent to go back to Chicago. I, I didn't think that this was more of a help them heal. I thought it was more of a we're leaving. You just take care of the shit you need yeah, to. Yeah, you and close out your out. shit. Yeah. Right. Yes. I think that's what yeah. he was doing. I think he was like closing up business and then he was supposed to come. Ellie's tore up. She's like, like, like closing his business. Well, like, his business of what? Teaching at the college. You just call him and be like, my son was brutally killed. Yeah, he was hit by a truck. This is my resignation. Yeah, hi, I've been here three months and my cat died. My son I think was killed. Three months is generous. Yeah. P.S. I have a crazed cat here. You might want to send someone yeah. to take care of it. I think I got to go. That wasn't me. That was. No, you got to do a Chicago accent. Just talk like, uh, I don't know. What are we, what the accent like? podcast? We're not the, the accent, accent. I thought you were going to say the accent police. When when the family is going back to Chicago, Ellie's very sad because she's been having more of her bad dreams. And in this one, it's this guy coming to her, the dead guy, is coming to her telling her that her dad's going to do a bad thing, a very I got bad it. I thing. I had to have written the name down that she calls him. Oh, Pax Cal. I Pax Cal. That means something to me. Pax Cal. Pascal, not Pascal. Pascal. Yeah, and she's like, Pascal. And I'm still watching this going, what? what? How do we Should know I that? know what that yeah. means? We don't. We don't. We no. don't ever talk about a guy named Pascal. Right? No. Not that I we know. We never know what the dead guy's last name was. Well, it, right? he does look at he does look at a file. The doctor, like the day after um, oh, it happens, okay. he looks at a file and it's got his picture. It's got a name. I didn't catch the name, but that must be it. But uh, there's no Sounds reason she French would know of this it, Mister Pascal. Um, there's no reason. Yeah, but Canada's nearby, and they're kind oh of yes, fresh. my name is Pascal. Yeah. My uh, parents they're... they're from Ontario. So he goes to dig up his son in the middle of the day. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, he doesn't, I mean, it's just kind of a day to spend with his son. Like, it's, it, at first I was like, why is he there in the middle of the day with the shovels and stuff? But he doesn't start digging until night. Well, because he doesn't want people to see him. No, no, no. I know why. <laughs> oh. I just thought it was strange when he showed up with all this digging equipment oh, in the yeah. middle of the day. Like, oh, yeah. That's not going to raise any red flags or attract right? attention. Doesn't the ghost come to him again and talk about the soil? 
again. Oh, I the, feel like what? he does. Well, from this point on, this ghost dead kid. Yeah, he's is MIA all for a little bit. Place. He's like MIA for the middle oh. part, like when the lady <laughs> commits suicide and when he's. We don't know where he is, but now that Gage is gone, this ghost is like full effect. He's like, all right, let's bring it. Let's get the this body of the kid over to the bed yep. cemetery. Ellie is having these terrible dreams that daddy's going to do bad things. And the girl's so sweaty, too. Oh, she is so sweaty. She's so, so clammy. Sweaty. And I love how the mom's like, honey, just just go back to bed. And you hear birds chirping. The sun is pouring in the window. Never even offers her a glass of water to maybe take like, the edge are off. Are you putting your daughter to bed at 5 in the afternoon? Yeah, what's happening? Is it 9 a.m.? Like, right. What is going on right yeah. now? And she clearly can't sleep because her daddy's going to do bad things. But yes. the, the mom does. She's having premonitions right and left through this movie. And I there, can't stress that enough. She's she's a psychic little child. Yeah. Well, the, and then again, this woman, she decides then that she's going to call the house and make sure that he is okay. Because right. something about this Pasquale name, like. Pasquale? Pasquale, sorry. <laughs> Pax, let's just call him Pax Cal. Pax Cal, because Pax Cal, something about that rings a bell. Oh my God, coming up with one of my favorite lines of the movie. But go ahead when you oh, get there, I'll I'll tell you. Is it when? Okay, so she calls the when she calls the house and she doesn't get touched. So then she calls the neighbor and she tells him like I'm looking for the doctor, and he's like, "Don't come it home." Surprise me if she said, "I'm calling for the doctor" yeah. because they're so ineffectual. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, um, my favorite line in the movie is when she hangs up and her mom goes, he probably went out for a hamburger or a chicken you know, a dinner. No, chicken dinner. You know how men you are. You know what men are like alone. <laughs> I know. I did think that was oh, interesting. I laughed so hard. And then my instant reaction was, why is that line in this movie? Like, who thought that was a good idea? You know how men are when they're alone. They want their chicken dinners from well, their, their diners. chicken dinners and hamburgers. You know you how know. that goes. That's you what know. they want to do. They're not home trying to unbury their son. When he takes him out of the casket and then holds this little yeah. Muppet dog close to him <laughs> and is like, I swear it's going to be okay. It's going to be. He mm-hmm. swears to Gage now. Now he's oh, like. Like we had Stop mentioned earlier, promises, dude. these promise things, now he's like, it's ingrained in him. Who needs a Valium now, huh? Maybe he oh. should self-prescribe. We have to watch this entire trip that this wife takes, and it is infuriating. Oh, when she gets the rental car? She takes two planes. We have to watch yeah. her take two planes. She, We have to watch this wife rent a car. Uh-huh. And yeah. they're like, oh, you know what? The only car we have is one where the side's slightly dinged up. I'm like, what? what? Yeah, it's got a scratch on the side. It's Well, yeah. it's the ghost that points out. What about this car here? Don't forget to offer her that oh, car. The ghost Because he's by her side the whole yeah. time she's traveling. When she's running toward the gate and they're about to close it. Oh, and yeah. The and then he's like, like. And he's holding the door open. He's uh-huh. like, honey, you don't want to close this quite yet. Yeah. Just let this lady on. Uh-huh. It, it's. It's nuts. It doesn't make any sense. No, and again, because he's not with us for the whole thing, like throughout the whole movie, if he was like this little like sidecar, little almost comic relief, I could take that. But now he just appears for this little while. Um, And in the meantime, not only are we getting this ghost guiding her through her, her little adventure, airport, car rental, so on. On the airplane when she falls asleep through this short flight because it's Chicago (laughs) to Maine. I don't know how far she's flying. She again, we see Zelda. Zelda's back. We have a Zelda oh, nightmare. 
That's a treat. Can we talk about the old lady sitting next to her that gives her the stink eye? Oh, yeah. She wakes up from the stream and, and on the, you know, from the pilot's cabin or whatever, they're like, oh, uh, we hit a little turbulence there, but everything's going to be fine and we'll be there on time. And she goes, oh, thank God. And this old woman next to her gives her this side yeah. eye stare like, yeah. You shut your mouth you just, right now, You were lady. just screaming about Zelda and feeding the monster. What and in the doing? background, the ghost is having the time of his Oh, he's life. like in first class, like eating, having free champagne he's and loving peanuts. it. He's probably got yep. little wings clipped to his shirt. He's excited. Now, as we've said, all of this is going on. She has given a call to the neighbor to say, I'm going to fly home. And he's told her, don't come home. No, it's going to be bad. He's obviously doing bad things. Don't come. But now he's asleep on the porch. Don't come home. It's going to be terrible. I bought myself a sixer. <laughs> I'm going to go out right now onto the porch and I'm going to wait for your husband. There's no way I'm going to fall asleep. I'm an old man. It is so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. So much of this is weird, too, because the other thing is, and I know... I know the kid was killed, but why are they burying him in this town that they are leaving? Like, yeah. why is he buried there? Also on his headstone, there's no dates at all. I don't oh, know no, it's just his name. It just says, like, Gage, whatever his last name is. No dates, nothing whatsoever. And they wouldn't do this. Like, I've had relatives who came, you know, from Pittsburgh out this way when mm -hmm. they were old and they died. And, you know, their bodies go back to Pittsburgh. That's where, where you go. Like, yeah. There is no way they would bury this kid in this town, That's especially when they knew they were moving away. Well, there is a way because then they would go bury him at the creepy other cemetery. Oh, oh there's many. <laughs> there's many monster demon cemeteries that you know of. Well, <laughs> there's got to be one in Chicago. It's a big city. Yeah, right. Yeah. Got to be somewhere. Most of this movie. And I know this is when all the excitement happens. Most of this movie from here on out is kind of unnecessary. Yeah, a little bit too much happening to... Y yes. We're trying this to put... Goes, yeah. uh, I mean, this movie is supposed to be about a child that comes back to life and is murderous. And at every turn, I'm like, are we in a dream now? Why are there new monsters Why is Zelda ghosts? back? Yeah. Why is Zelda back? <laughs> How The kid calls his dad on the phone. I love that part. Oh, like, yeah, when he calls him. To taunt his father. He's like, I've already played with He's mommy. Like, why, why is this happening? This doesn't make any sense. Oh. And the kid's like, the dad's like, what did you do? What <laughs> did you do? Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Oh, all the, all, and the whole time, the mom's making her travel. She gets in this crappy rental car, has a blowout. Oh, yeah, yeah. The car goes off the road. This is when she got out of the car. And I'm like, why is she wearing a suit jacket? <laughs> Where are we going, lady? Where are we going? The ghost is telling her, like, he's, again, giving oh, her Oh, the low. ghost is doing everything. He's, like, flagging down trucks for her. Right. He's getting her. But he's, he's telling her, her, like, it's, yeah. the, it's, the, it's the energy. It's trying to keep you away from mm -hmm. it. It wants Gage, so it's trying to keep you away from stopping Yes. It. Meanwhile... The doc's done it. The deed is done. Right. Gage has been buried in the evil cemetery. And yes. now the doc takes a long, long sleep. <laughs> Look, he is so exhausted. <laughs> He's so tired. You know, it's been a long night. I get yeah, it. He was up all day. And now he just sleeps for a while. Yes. And when the wife gets back home, well, actually. Well, actually, the, the kid emerges from this pet cemetery evil pet cemetery yes and first and he, he's creepy and filthy right yes not for long he goes into his dad's 
doctor bag, like an old school doctor bag yeah. like from the 20s. Uh-huh. And he gets out like all the sharp instruments. He's like, all right, I got a scalpel. I don't know if he's got scissors or something. No, he's like, got the he scalpel that's everything. from the special. Okay. Yeah. He, and he, he takes that and he's a lot of heavy breathing <sighs> oh. while he's doing that. Yeah. And then again, we're back at the neighbor's house who has been asleep this entire time. All night. All oh. night this dude's been asleep. And finally he hears like his front porch door shut. Yeah. And he's so like. So that's what wakes him up. He's like, is that you, and doc? I looks, like I look across <laughs> the street. He's like, oh, the doctor's back. I guess I'll go see this. Oh, look at these dirty footprints, footprints in yeah. my house. <laughs> I better go check this out. And, and he. He takes a pocket knife like he's going to gank this little but, kid. And we hear the creepy baby laughing, like the laughter of Gage. <laughs> yeah. And this echoey baby laughter that seems to be coming from every corner of the house, this is when it is just ridiculous. Because the cat showed no signs of being like some sort of ghosty thing that mm. could manipulate time and space and just be everywhere at once like the cat was just a normal evil cat this kid normal evil like, cat right yeah this but this kid just seems like a ghost at this point right and it's it's so silly it is it, it, well i love it so he goes he goes upstairs with his little <laughs> pocket knife and he's like hey got something for you i got a special treat for you gage come play I with got me some pepperidge farm cookies <laughs> downstairs <laughs> They're the Milano kind. Everyone loves those. And what does he do? Does he bend down for something? Because the kid gets him right in the... Ow! Right in the ankle! Ow! He just, like, slashes his Achilles. Yes! Ow! And did you see this doll's arm that comes out from this this thing? It is like a porcelain doll's arm. It's crazy looking. Yeah. And it doesn't take much more apt while that can no, kill a man, No, I guess. he slashes his mouth. He gives mm-hmm. him a big, like, joker smile. Yeah. And then he starts eating him. And then he eats him. He just, like, yeah. tears he his throat He just starts, out. like, it's, gnawing at him. It's And again, silly. it looks like a little midget, like, just, oh, it, like, munch it out on this, like, and don't forget... He's a huge guy, right? Like, he's a tall... He's an enormous... He's, he's Herman like, Munster. Yeah. So he, this is like a midget eating Herman Munster. Yes. Um, and then we see him, and he's got so this funny. slick back hair and just a little tiny scar on his head t- from the truck fine. accident. He he's looks like a fine. beat poet. He's got this velvet, like, <laughs> like suit dress on. This is a suit dress. That's a dress. And we saw, I, I think we forgot to mention, in the mom's parents' house, at one point she's talking in this portrait behind her. Is of a little kid dressed in that dress with a top hat and a and a cat. You're right. It's like, what is this? Premonitious. Yeah, he just dresses just like this. Yeah. He looks dapper for a child that would have been born in eighteen twelve. Yeah. It is a ridiculous Uh look. So ridiculous. Later on, when the mom sees him, I I laughed so hard when this zombie <laughs> child showed up, and I know I'm not supposed to be laughing at that part no, of the movie. But no, it, it is. is. It's it is comical. So I agree. I agree. 
It's almost like they put the little actor kid in this outfit, and they were like, "Oh my god, that is so cute! You are He's got to so wear that. Adorable. Yeah, <laughs> got to put you on Tell screen." Tell adorbs. <laughs> That's your outfit, Gage. That's it. But I'm supposed to be a creepy killer that just emerged from the ground. That's okay. You look adorable in a top hat. Let's just Hold on, keep it. Hold on. Let me it. put this little <laughs> cut on your head, and yeah. we're done. You were hit by a truck. Boom. Okay. Right. Finally, Rachel gets home. Before Rachel goes to her house, she goes to Judd's house, the neighbor's house, first. She's the cat. Dan cat. And then she hears some moaning coming from upstairs. So she goes to investigate, and fucking Zelda is back in the <laughs> corner of the room. Yes. She has her own nightmare, <laughs> yes. and Zelda is in Judd's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> yelling at her, running around yelling and laughing and mm-hmm. acting all crazy. Was Zelda buried in that cemetery after? I don't know. This doesn't, none of this makes any sense right? Why at is all. Zelda here? Why can't she just go away? Right. But, and now we see our adorable little Gage all dressed up. And, oh my um, God. I brought you something, Mommy. Mm-hmm. And she is so happy to see her little Gage, so even though... Happy. Hello. Even though what he brought her is clearly a scalpel. Like, he's showing it off. Like, I got this for you. Mm -hmm. I'm coming now. I've been hanging out with Auntie Zelda. I got some ideas. Yep. For all we know, Zelda morphed into this child. She's like, this is much better than that terrifying (laughs) sister I had. (laughs) I'm going to embrace this child. And it kind of, like, cuts away. And we hear, like, mommy, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> we just hear this, this gush of yeah. a knife into Yeah, something. and gushing of blood. Yeah, yeah. We don't see what later, and it's great. Or we well, don't see what until later. The doc but... who fell asleep now wakes up and literally he falls out of bed. falls yeah. out of bed and hits his head. Yeah. This movie, here's the thing that I think we need to understand, or, or, or people that are listening to this. Because we watched, I don't know how many Stephen King movies now at this point. Five? All four before this. And I don't think it worked in Maximum Overdrive, but they had periods of levity and comedy. Mm -hmm. This has none of that. Like, this is just none of it. It's like, you're not going to have fun. Don't have fun. Yeah, every scene is (laughs) an intense, like, what's going to happen bad here? Oh, the cleaning lady's going to kill herself. Okay. Oh, we meet mm-hmm. a sister who's yeah. got a spinal meningitis. Okay. Oh, we have evil grandparents mm-hmm. too. Okay. Oh, yes. Everything, anything yes. bad that can happen happens yes. in like every scene. Yes. I mean, I had fun watching this at times, but it was not intentional. The director right. did not want you to laugh at this movie. Mm-hmm. But there are parts of it that are so funny. Yeah, but it's kind of just it. like this is not enjoyable. It's not funny. Oh, is it scary? Not really. Not really. Like, it's no. just kind of like you're not going to have a good time. Strapping. Yeah, exactly, ready. exactly. Welcome to Pet Cemetery. Right. Making you questioning your spelling skills. Um, when he wakes up, he's first like excited, like my son is back. But then he realizes. His medical bag was mm-hmm. open. The scalpel. Oh, I love gone. how he has like a scalpel box, like this yeah. wonderful ornate box. scalpel uh-huh. box for this dangerous weapon of a right. tool that he yes. has. Um, then he gets the phone call. It's the grandfather in Chicago, and he's like, "Ellie's a hot mess over here. She needs to talk to her mother. She's having dreams that her mother's dead. Like, just put her mother on the phone." And he's like, "No, I can't. I can't because." Right. Yes. Like, She's screaming that cow sure. monster yeah. killed your mom, <laughs> yeah. and then the, your the son's murdering the Jed guy. Yeah. Who, what's happening here? Just put her on the uh, phone, yeah. 
uh, yeah, she's asleep right now. Yeah. Well, I think it's important that you wake her up. Right. Uh, I gotta go. And then he hangs <laughs> up on her. and Or him. And then, like you said, the next call is from Ga- little Gage himself. He's giving a little ringy-dingy <laughs> to Dad. He's like, come play with me. I've already played with Judd and Mom. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna play with you. So now the dad knows what he has to do, right? Yes. He gets his, he's a medicine man. He's got this. Yeah, that's what they call doctors. <laughs> He's got this injection, this needle that he fills mm-hmm. with something, I guess, that will paralyze, kill. So he starts with the cat. He feeds Sweet Churchill a, a steak first, a raw steak. Just a steak, and he's like, eat that up, yeah. kitty. Yeah, he's eat like, that. you, got, you oh, love it, that. you love it. And then he grabs him, and like you said, he, he puts the injects him with something and then he just holds this creepy dead cat for like all of the needlework in this movie <laughs> is hilarious yeah. yes i shouldn't laugh at a father murdering his own oh child. my god but when he did that the kid's like ouch that's not fair yeah that's son of not a bitch. fair <laughs> well and he cries and then the kid just like collapses against the wall well at first he cries like a baby like an infant baby mm-hmm like wah wah, and he's like a four, oh, three or four year old very kid. Very disturbing. Yes, yes. And then he does his weird stumble, crawl, fall onto the wall. Yeah, but not before. Wait. So first he kills the cat, and now he goes into the house, and now the house is a wreck. The inside of it's like torched, and it must mm-hmm. smell really bad because the doctor's like covering his nose. And it just, it looks like the upside down. Like what's happened mm-hmm. inside of here, right? First he finds the neighbor's body. And then his yes. wife is just hanging, right? She's he. This child put a noose around her neck and like positioned her on the pull down steps to the attic. Yeah. It is so bizarre. Yeah. And then he like flies out. This, yeah. this little kid, like this little doll, flies through the air. <laughs> and this man, <laughs> it's, and he's tearing. He's just. Away at yeah, him yeah. with this scalpel. It's really gross and yeah, terrible. Yeah. But then he injects him and no fair, it's not fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the doctor, after he gets his son or kills him, he burns down the house. Oh you gotta God, do, it's right? Crazy. Yeah. You think that's it. You think now the doctor <sighs> can just rest, go pick up Ellie and enjoy what little is left of you know. But no. No, 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 no. This guy's got a need to bury people. In yeah. He's like, he loves it. Now. His his theory is that he waited too long to bury Gage in the special. He, it was a couple of days before he decided to take Gage yeah. to the special cemetery. Rachel just died. Her body's fresh. So she'll come back to me just as she'll be her real yeah. self again. And, and how do we know this? It's because... The jogger in short shorts shows up again and yes. is like, hey, dude, uh, don't do that. And he's like, no, no, no. No, it'll be fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. She just died. Again. She's super fresh. It's great. Mm-hmm. Really? Did you see her face? Because yeah. that is not Did a Did you see idea. what your son just did? Did you hear all those terrible stories that Judd told you? Jesus yes. Christ, do you need to see Zelda to know that this is not a good idea? And again, he says, it'll be all right. I mm-hmm. promise. And he just waits on the kitchen floor. He's playing solitaire. Just playing a little, a little cards. Sitting against the refrigerator on the yeah. floor. Just saying she'll be back soon. And she does return mm-hmm. with a big bloody eye. Yeah. They grossly make out. And then. It's um, super gross. And she it stabs him. It is so them. weird that that's the first time in this movie we see these people embrace. Yeah. Touch faces together. Mm-hmm. And, and really kiss. Like they really like make out. 
And then, like, his, like the poop brown liquid that was on his pants earlier is dripping off bed, of her face. It's coming out of yeah. her eye. Yeah. And oh. he's into it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and she then, grabs a knife from the table, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we fade to black, and we just hear him go like, oh, no, not that, and stab, stab, stab. And again, Ellie is our lone survivor, and we're all grateful oh, for it. Just God. get away from those creepy grandparents, Ellie, and you'll be okay. You know what? Maybe they're fine. I, n- no, they're not. No. No. These they are Zelda's their, parents. They let, they're they're yeah. Zelda's parents. Mm-hmm. They live in that house. Mm-hmm. Ellie needs to run away. I need a pet cemetery, too. First of all, they made one. Um, but I need Pet Cemetery too to be Ellie's story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a harrowing tale of her just, you know, successful. In yeah, the exactly. How she made it out okay. How she pursued uh, vet medicine, vet- veterinary mm-hmm. medicine. And right. is now or like... Just, <laughs> just a scene after this of her now as a successful businesswoman yeah. in Manhattan mm-hmm. sitting there talking to a coworker and the coworker being like, that's crazy and, and she's, she's like, like yep that's my family yeah that's she, why it was ellie's i don't go to maine anymore time. yeah it was ellie telling the story about uh-huh the time her family anyway, moved to maine i for guess a she'd bit. be in chicago but anyway yeah all right I, oh. yeah that's what we Man, need. that's how they should have ended this movie. right yeah there are a couple of flaws in this movie what did you oh, think overall just a couple. i think yeah. this qualifies as one of those movies that i enjoyed I certainly enjoyed talking about it. Absolutely. And I think I enjoyed watching it for the purposes of this podcast, but mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if I can recommend it to people yeah. to watch because it is just so depressing and so nihilistic. Like it's it's yeah, I Yeah. It, it's I mean, not it's my not, favorite Stephen King that we no, did. No, no, no. I agree with you though. Yeah. I was I was able to get through it. It wasn't like a movie mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, geez, when's it going to end? You know, it right. was like, and I knew, I think we, when we started talking about this tonight, I said, I can't wait to talk about this. I knew it was going to be a fun movie oh, to talk about. Of course. Um, but I didn't necessarily, I was like, this is bad. Yeah. So much okay. of this is bad. I'm, I'm surprised. Not that I'm surprised, but I thought that you would be into it. And I don't, I don't really know why, but it, there is no fun to be had in this movie. That's no. the thing. And there were things that they could have done. Like, again, what I said to you before, when I thought what the movie was going to be about was these pets coming to life, even though they obviously didn't take that, there were other mm-hmm. things that they could have done, like even having the cat lure him more. I don't know. There was just different, I guess, choices they could have made down to the casting. But beyond that... Um, <laughs> that they could have made that I think would have made it more enjoyable. I mean, again, with this type of movie, I was surprised that I like, wasn't like, Oh, these are, I, I I didn't hate it. I don't Mm -hmm. think that I don't think even as again, I didn't watch it as a kid. And I think that even as a kid, I wouldn't have been. Well, maybe I would have been afraid of that Zelda. I she was, was pretty I was scary. Very afraid of Zelda. She was yeah. pretty scary. And even when yeah. I went to bed last night, I was like, "Please don't dream of Zelda. Please don't dream yeah, of Zelda." Right. <laughs> yes. No, she's scary. I yeah. Mean, there are there are some legitimate scares to this, but like you said, Zelda's the scariest part, and she has nothing to do with the plot. Yeah. Of well, this that's movie. that's the crazy thing is there were these components. That yeah. could have been even the the little boy being this creepy killer, and the neighbor having all the and all these little backstories. There were these components mm-hmm. that could have made it really great. Yeah. I mean, I definitely didn't hate it. Like, I didn't enjoy Maximum Overdrive at all. That was the kind no, of no, 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 like, no, no, no. When is this no, going to no. end? That's, that's yeah, that's a different worst. level of like yes. yeah. But this, no, I, I wasn't. 
Yeah. I, and if I, I had to rank these, I would, you know, and we don't need to go through and rank them. But I do think for as much fun as we have with Silver Bullet, I think that was a movie that was fun to watch but super fun to talk about. Yeah, yeah. But I still would probably put Creepshow up as the movie that I would watch again. Like if I had to just sit down by myself and watch one of these, I'd probably watch Creepshow again over any of the others. I liked Cat's Eye too. Oh, yeah, Cat's Eye was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably put Cat's Eye and Silver Bullet around the yeah, same. Yeah, Just below Creepshow. And, yeah, Maximum Overdrive was that. Like, I might say that Pet Cemetery's bad, but there is such a huge drop-off below that. Yes, agreed. To get to I, I agree. Overdrive. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah concur. Yeah. Uh, what's your All recommendation? Right. Uh, my recommendation is a movie called The Brood from oh. 1979. It's like, a Cronenberg movie. We, okay. We covered Cronenberg back in Scanners. Remember when that guy's yeah. head exploded? Yeah. Um, and this movie is is about, I'm going to do a terrible job of explaining it. A guy's yeah. wife is under the care of like a strange psychiatrist. And also at the same time, and you know he's really wary of this psychiatrist. And at the same time, mm-hmm. there appears to be tiny monster mutant children oh. attacking people. Um, his wife's parents and people that they kind of know. So there's a relationship here. It's a super creepy, weird movie. And if you like movies where little kids, mutant monster things attack people, it's so funny. There's a point in this movie where the mutant monster children attack a bunch of kids like at a daycare. Oh, and then later on, you just see them, like, dressed in snowsuits, like, walking up the street <laughs> hand in hand. It's so creepy and so weird. So if you want Kids more of that from Pet Cemetery, check this out. And if you want a movie that's better made, it, okay. it definitely is. Nice. What about you? I, I'm recommending one of those that I haven't <clears throat> seen yet, but it's on my 2C list. My um, favorite I know, I know. You were like, I know. this looks good. It looks good. So if I don't see it, if my if our audience sees it before I do, let me know how it is. Um, a lot of this movie, this one that we just watched is Pet Cemetery, and, and this doctor's reaction to everything and how he's like overcompensates and makes things, <laughs> whatever. It reminds me of that. Makes promises and yells no. Yes. yes. Well, it, 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 well, the way he's like, I got to bring my son back. I got to make him yes. okay. I'm going to bring my wife sure. back. It reminded me of that, like um, that, like mental instability that some parents, moms, a lot of times mm-hmm. are accused of. That Munchhausen, Munchhausen by proxy, yeah, sure. Where the mother makes the kid have this disease or something that happened, and the the kid doesn't really have so right. This, or they like feed them Drano so that the kid is sick, yes, not to the point of dying. But you know, it's that sort of weird sympathy thing. Yes, yes, oh, and they yeah. like that attention. So there's yeah. this HBO documentary. It was just put out in 2017. Um, called Mommy Dead and Dearest and it's oh. about this mom and her daughter the daughter's name is Gypsy and the mom I think is Dee Dee and so um, oh, the mom already those names <laughs> exact Gypsy I and Dee Dee these right? people right so they were like this like they look like if you look at pictures like they went to Disney World together did all this fun stuff mm-hmm. she the daughter was like in a wheelchair from birth Supposedly because she had she was oh, sickly I've and heard of this. Yeah, yes, I've and heard it of turned this. out it's like and then the <laughs> at twenty four years old the daughter was convicted of murder she killed her yes. mother but then when she went to trial she's only been put in jail for ten years and when she went to trial it came out that her mom had kind of tortured her through the years and made her yes. think she had like childhood leukemia and all these different ailments 
And so this is the documentary about their, uh, their, I guess, little life together. So it looked totally interesting. And this Munchausen by proxy kind of reminded me. I don't know. That's what this doctor and his psychosis about getting his kid to come back to life reminded me of. I think the through line here with both of our recommendations are crazy kids. Crazy. And terrible parents. Yep. And I think that's what Pet Cemetery <laughs> that's has. That's what it is. Yeah. It's got tons of that. Yeah. Because, I mean, I would say if this kid wasn't run over by a truck, his life probably wouldn't be that good anyway. Again, at baseline, Gage was a creepy kid, right? Oh, certainly. And yes. if he wasn't, if he was going to live, him and Ellie were going to have some weird dynamics. So. Yeah. I mean, they're. She called him a little shit for flying a kite. Right. That was right yes. before he died. Yes. And yep. their mom had some serious problems with yes. her sister Zelda. Mm-hmm. Their dad wasn't a good doctor. They would have found that out at that college. He would have been fired eventually. Yeah, why did they have to move to Maine? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots Running of things. from the mob. That's lots, what I'm going to say. That's what they were. Lots of head scratchers here. Lots of them. But that's Pet right. Cemetery for you. That's 1989, right? Am, really? Uh, at yeah, the cusp I, of the 80s. So, Jamie, we are actually, next time we talk, we are out of October. Well, happy Halloween, everyone. Yeah, happy Halloween. And we're only out of October by two days. Okay. But still, that's enough to shift gears. Shifted. And I don't know if you remember this, Jamie, but last year we had our first movie that we were given by um, patron Zeke. Oh, yes. And yes, he yes. gave us Cobra. Yes. And we got to watch Cobra, and it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. action movie, which we don't do a whole lot of, Mm-mm. which if we talk about our patron thing, there is one of our patron episodes every year where we're going to do an action movie. Mm-hmm. So there. And we have some – listen, it's it's up. It's on Patreon. If you want to go through and you want to listen, I put up what we're going to do, what every episode is going to be about basically. Awesome. Um, so you can get a sense awesome. of what that is. So, But Zeke's next pick – Change Direction, going for a comedy. Here we go. Ha, ha, ha. And it's a movie that I had never heard of. And looking into it, I'm amazed I had never heard of it. It's a movie called Tape Heads. It is, I be- it's from 88. It's the first time I believe we're seeing John Cusack. Oh. And Tim Robbins in this podcast. Yes. Yes. Good pick already. And the movie appears to be, and I... I've watched a little bit of it, so I don't want to give too much away, but it's basically two losers who kind of accidentally hit it big in the music video production business. All right. So, all music right, all videos, right. You know, the, the height of music videos in okay. probably the mid 90s was like the height of music videos or the early 90s, but find it on YouTube, and that's what we'll be doing next time. I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody, all right. I guess that's it. Thanks for yeah. listening. Like us, subscribe to us, listen more. Do all the things. Do Tell those people things. about us. Yeah. Go to the Twitter and the Facebook and the Instagram and the the review gram. Huh? The review go to the yeah. review gram. It doesn't exist. Somebody right. make the review gram. And get on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, no. rate us on iTunes. There you go. I think go. that's what you meant that's to say. That's what I meant right? to say. Yes. There you have it. If we ever hit 100 reviews, we're like at 60. I think that's generous. Um, if we ever hit 100, we'll do something special. We like to do special Extra things. Extra episode. We love it. We love yeah. talking about this nonsense. We do. We do. We'll keep doing it. 
And thank you for listening to us. Yes. And everybody mm-hmm. go out and find Tapeheads on yeah. YouTube. That's right. Maybe I'll post a link or something on Facebook, Twitter. You so that, that in preparation, everybody can watch Tim Robbins, John Cusack. I'm in love. Comedy? Yeah. I'm all over it. Yeah. All right. All right. Everybody, we will talk to you in two weeks. Goodbye. Good night. Or, yeah, bye. Well, kids are all up to baby to go. They're ready to go now. The guy's best. I'm going to the discotheque to go, go. But she just couldn't stand. She had to break away. But New York City really has it all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She is a ball rocker. She Sometimes that is better. Welcome back to the Pepperidge Farm cast. <laughs> We're going to start rating and reviewing cookies. <laughs> there's the thin chocolate chips. There's the, oh, what are they? The Milano's? Mm-hmm, Milano. They're the best. Sorry. They are the best. Yeah, they are Pepperidge really good. Pepperidge Farm starts and ends with Milano's. But then they had like flavored Milano's, like there's an orange Milano. That sounds disgusting.